ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hey guys, welcome to Giggly Squad, a place where we make fun of everything, but most importantly, ourselves. I'm Paige DeSorbo. I'm Hannah Burner. Welcome to the squad. Giggly Squad started on Summer House when we were giggling during an inappropriate time. But of course, we can't be managed. So we decided to start this podcast to continue giggling. We will make fun of pop culture news. We're watching. Fashion trends. Pep talks where we give advice. Mental health moments. And games and guests. Listen to Giggly Squad on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Welcome to Under the Radar with me, Sean, whose guest today, Ramesh. Rock Nation. And <laughs> Carl Donnelly. And yes. we have Professor, uh, well, actually, Dr. Philippe Belanger, who's. Uh, now, he claims that eating from a red plate could help dieters lose weight. Is this the case, Doctor? Uh, well, yes, it is, yes. Well, we'll get back to you on that. Um, so, um, <laughs> right, Ramesh, do you eat from a red plate? Um, I, I have done in the past. And has it made you eat less? I don't think I've done it enough to sort of establish a correlation. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I ate, a, a, I ate a normal amount. Was this in a restaurant or at home? Uh, it was at home. So you, you do have a red plate at home. Well, the kids have got a red plate. So, but by by the very you're stealing your kids' food, yeah. Well, no, I'm not sharing my kids' food. It just I, there was I'd run out of plates. It was I just come back from a gig, and the kids' stuff was clean. So I just used the kids' plate. So the plate is smaller. Five, I mean, five seconds maybe to clean a plate. <laughs> yeah, but the kids' plate zero seconds to clean that plate. So right. so I used that one. And what so, you have some Farleys? Uh, I had uh, was I just had like a little salady thing. At nice. late at night. See, the, yeah. the trick is not to eat late at night, though, isn't it? You told me this, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. yeah, that is one of the many tricks. The uh, tricks to what? <laughs> These many tricks. Yeah. Well, no, to not, to not what? To not put it on Yeah, weight. what kind yeah. of trick well, are you talking about? Tr- all the tricks are to do with just not eating. Yeah, like not fat. eating. And apparently the, the trick is... <laughs> the trick is to exercise regularly. Apparently, that's a yeah, that's a trick. <laughs> a trick is to just eat the amount that you it's need to, to eat, get yeah. the optimum amount of nutrition... That How do you works. know when you've got the optimum amount? Read the bits. The bits. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm not a nutritionist. No, but you were given the impression you were yeah, for a no, minute. I did, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I, really, I used the word optimum. I was, I was, yeah, I was, I was, You're doing a bit I was, of dick over, What I mean is, just don't eat too much. Eat until you're, you're ready, you sort of, your body tells you you should stop, rather than See, your brain tells you to continue. Both of you two are vegans as well, aren't yeah. you? Yes, we are. Which yeah. is great. Yep. Um, <laughs> on the road, Ramesh, are you finding that hard? Yeah, sometimes, yeah. It's getting easier, though, isn't it? It is getting easier. Like the amount yeah. of high street places that now have a yeah. vegan option. It's quite funny when you encounter like a vegan that was like, like a long-term vegan. You go, you don't even know you're born, mate. Oh yeah, yeah. We used to live off wheat a bit, wheat a bit, some prayer. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas now you can go to Pizza Express. And yeah, exactly. They've got yeah. A vegan pizza. And like like ZZ's, they do like ZZ's. a vegan cheese pizza. Nando's has got a vegan option. Na- yeah. What's Good the vegan luck. option in Nando's? Um, a red plate, empty red yeah. plate. Yeah. Empty red plate. And <laughs> because I, I just did this tour with the other three comics, and yeah. they all ate chicken every day. Every day? And made no concession for me being vegetarian. Do you want them to make a concession, though? Because if you... Well, it meant, if, like, I was going to Marks and Sparks for a sandwich, right. while they went to Nando's. Yeah, but if you'd, if you'd have said to them, look, guys, can we go to a vegetarian restaurant? They wouldn't have done it. Yeah, but even if they had done it, imagine the pressure you're feeling then. You, then you've got to deal with their comments... I don't really yeah. feel properly full up. I know. I can't also, believe you've come in. I don't trust proper grown-ups that love Nando's. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, there's something about that sort of. It's a f- chicken. Sh- it's a chicken shop. Yeah, you know what I mean, if you were with, if we were with loads of your mates who are in their forties and fifties, and they went to go KFC, you yeah. think you're all mental, mate. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but Nando's is not any different to that. I don't get well, more expensive. Isn't it? Well, just because you, what, just because you sit down and you get a knife and fork, don't mean it's a, not a chicken restaurant, is it? No, you're right. But I think people like, um, you know, when you choose your spice. Yeah. People love that shit, don't they? Do you, do, do you know what I mean? Like, you know that, you know, like that like different falling into the different yeah. team. What are you? You lemon and herb, yeah, Margot yeah. extra hot broth. That's what people my like. Mate, <laughs> my mate Niall Dillon, right? I'm yeah. gonna give his full name. Uh, he, uh, he, we took him to Nando's when we were like 19 or something, 20 for his birthday. For his birthday, <laughs> and uh, and he, he was, he, he's like, I don't like spicy food, and we're like, mate, we'll get you, we'll get you like lemon and herb, and it was, he was crying. It was too spicy for him. Really? That's, how lemon and his, herb. that's how bad his ability Tolerance. to deal with spices. Is he Irish? Yeah, of course he is. So Irish people can't deal with potatoes. Butter on the potato. Oh no, too much, too much. Have you always been vegan then, Ramesh? No, I was vegetarian. I mean, actually, it was Carl that made me make the flip. I think because I used to get we used to share train rides. Back yeah, to and then we were getting we were getting burritos, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and. You just you just decided to go vegan, hadn't yeah, you? Yeah. And I'd been thinking about it, and then but he, he went. Carl went vegan from not vegetarian. He no, went no, he went straight carnivore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was going. I was vegetarian, and then I saw. Were you vegetarian all your kind of growing up? Yeah, well, I read some little. Somebody gave me a book about being vegetarian when I was like twelve, and then I went home and I said to him, "I don't ever want to eat meat anymore." And then I didn't. And then that was it. And then I was vegetarian. Well, good job you didn't get a book about pirates, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, there's Ramesh there on his <laughs> ship again. <laughs> Put down the sword, Ramesh. <laughs> and so, but the rest of your family weren't vegetarian. No, no. So did they, they support you? My mum, yeah, they did. They did actually. I mean, I'm sure it's a bit really annoying nice. for my mum, but because yeah. my parents still don't support me, and I really? live with them, <laughs> so that's unacceptable. But in what way it? do they not support you when you go and visit? Well, them? Well, they don't understand it. But I went to my uncle's funeral the other week, and my dad. Just that's a day as young. He was burying his younger brother, and he still spent most of the day winding me up about being a vegan. <laughs> that's the sort of level of non-understanding they have. They yeah. have in what it. way did he wind you up though? He did, was he well, crying as well? There's a lot of my family brother. I've not seen for ages, and we're all sitting around having a laugh. And uh, he openly having a laugh at a funeral. Well, you know, it's a wake, isn't it? So you have a few drinks, right. and you try and pretend that you're not yeah. dying inside. Yeah. And uh, and he described me to all my cousins as a vegan who does yoga and tells. Poxy jokes for a living. That poxy jokes. Poxy jokes. Okay. That's how my, that's what my dad thinks of me. <laughs> but like the vegan, vegan was number one on the list. I think he just doesn't understand it. But does he do it through love though? I don't know. Do you do yoga? <laughs> I've started trying to. Yeah. Right. I started. Well, I started. I did it loads in January, and then I sort of fell off the wagon. Ramesh, you're going to do the flip because you do what Carl tells you. No, it's just the one thing that I was influenced by Carl, and I don't think Carl. Yoga's know. quality. Is I it? hate exercising so much. Right. Yoga. Doesn't feel like it's exercising, but it is. That's what I need an exercise that tricks me into doing it's not exercise. Really exercise though. If you do it properly, if you do a, v- well, like a run to the if yoga you do a vinyasa <laughs> flow, that's what you do. Vinyasa flow is when you move through all the shapes like constantly, and you, you're sweating like a lunatic by the end of it. I'm like that in the middle of the night. Anyway. <laughs> What's Bikram <laughs> yoga? Bikram's when you do it in a hot room, and that I've done it. It's not pleasant. That is that feels too much like exercise. Right. Just normal yoga is properly hard. So what do you do, Ramesh, then, for your health? For, for exercise? Yeah. Nothing, just sort of accept that, you know, our time on this earth is limited. And <laughs> yeah. just deal with it that way, really. <laughs> but 
But you want to have at least seven more kids, though, as well, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you want to start? <laughs> yeah, that How is many true. have you got now? Twelve? No, three. Three. <laughs> so but my wife does want another one. I was... Um, is she vegetarian, by the way? No, no. So does that cause complications? No, not really. I mean, she doesn't... In a similar way, she does think it's weird being vegan. Like yeah. she, vegetarianism, she was on board with. But veganism, she does think it's a, a step beyond. She tried that vegan. She did try veganism. Oh, yeah, yeah. She didn't like it. Oh, really? <laughs> but so, do you have to eat it? kind of like obviously at the same time? But in the garden, two separate meals. <laughs> it's separate meals. Got now, a special right? man cave where I, where I take kale, and like pine so nuts. I was watching the telly last night, and uh, Ramesh, you weren't on. What, what, what went wrong there? <laughs> Um, I don't know what is, happened. Is there, there a dip in the career happening here? I think so. I think it might be the beginning. Because you're not on at least once a night. I I ring up and play. I must say, for people who didn't see it, your documentary uh, about going to Sri Lanka was fantastic. Yeah, it's brilliant. Thanks very much. Cheers. And have the Baptists been yet? Yeah, I didn't win. Right. Who no, won? Didn't win. Uh, what's his name? Um, Keith Lemon. Oh, Lee he Francis. Is brilliant. Yeah, he's brilliant. Very subtle. <laughs> And, uh, but you went to the Baftas, yeah? I did go, yeah. yeah. Did you get all tuxed up? I did, yeah. Um, I, did you take your mum? I did take my mum. Took my mum and my wife. Mum and I got into an argument because... You and your mum? Yeah. Well, you kind of were in the f- programme a lot as well. Yeah, but we got like she actually sort of slightly ruined it because... Why? Well, she got annoyed that I didn't introduce her to Idris Elba. But basically, <laughs> I, I went... Uh, after the awards... I bumped into Idris Elba. Did you go into a party afterwards? They'd like they do like a meal afterwards, right? Oh, yeah. So, so the toilets at that party. Are what late at night? They haven't got that right, have they? What eating late at night? Yeah, ten o'clock. Can <laughs> not tell the beef? <laughs> Sit down at ten o'clock. Yeah. So, um, did you go? You trying to ruin me? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't win, and now you're trying to make me fat. <laughs> so, um, I bumped into Idris Elba and like said hello to him, like you know, a bit nervous, and I got the vibe from him that he thought. I basically knew that he felt uncomfortable with me. Do you know? Do you know? Do you know? Do you know when you? Do you know when you start talking to someone? Yeah. You know when someone starts talking to you and you want to just cut them loose and you just think, "I'll oh, just fuck off, mate." Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I think he felt about me, right? Well, what did so, you say to him? Then? I just said he just he said hello. He said congratulations on the nomination. I said hello. How's it? And then I I did a stupid thing. Like I said, oh, I was. <laughs> you know when you're nervous, you're trying to continue the thing. I went. um... I just really pathetic. I went. Um, uh, I, was, I wanted to do like when I didn't win, do like a funny sort of angry face of the camera, uh, but I didn't. <laughs> and he just looked like it was the least interesting thing uh, that anyone had ever said to him. Right? Well, it's certainly out of context. Huh? It was slightly out of context. No, he just congratulated me on the nomination. Yeah, and the yeah. awards are just finished. He said thanks, and then start yeah. a normal conversation. That's yeah. what. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I get it. Yeah. You should have said thanks, Bond. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened was, is I realised at that point, my interactions with Idris Elba were over, right? Mm. So then later on, my mum said, can you introduce me to Idris Elba? And I said, I'm going to be honest with you, mum, you already think I'm a bit weird. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to then take you out. Oh, by the way, can you meet my mum? I said, I think that'll push it over. Then she goes, why did you bother bringing me then? I said, I didn't realise <laughs> that, was, that was what your, <laughs> your long game was, that you're just coming to this to meet Idris Elba, and then it just got a bit... It was a bit funky. Oh. And who else did you meet that night, then? Like, who's your new showbiz pals? Uh, no, I don't make any showbiz pals, really. <laughs> After, like... Keith Lemon? No, we didn't... I didn't, didn't have a direct conversation with him. And certainly afterwards, I didn't want exactly. to. Do you know what I mean? It's too... It's too raw. But, yeah, I'm not very good at talking to... I just didn't... Sort of just hung around with my wife and 
my mum. Well, your mum for a bit until the fight. Yeah. <laughs> the fight happened quite late on. It just sort of soured the end of it. So it was kind of my enduring memory of it. Well, but, like, and are you gonna, are you doing another series? Yeah. So what's going to be this time? Just we, we're going to cheat it that I find a document that says I'm actually Japanese, and then we go out there. <laughs> I can't believe that's going to be the case. <laughs> it's not the case. I'm going to... I don't know if... Yeah, I'm going to America. And is there a family reason? Yes. Yeah, so, like, my dad uh, had uh, eight brothers, and, and he, out of all of them, he's the only one that settled in... Uh, Were they the Waltons? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, yeah, the Waltons of Sri Lanka. Yeah, um, but he uh, he didn't. He's the only one that settled in England. So I've got family sort of all over the place, really. So, so you just go and visit all of them? Pretty much. Yeah. Well, that's great. When are you gonna, when are you going to start filming that? Leave in June. Do you say like you're so busy at the moment because uh, you do that science program as well? Yeah, that's all done now, though. Thank God for that. <laughs> Part of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. Sorry. <laughs> it was. It's weird because when I, we were doing it, sort of the thing that kept me going was that this is money. This is right up Sean Street. I could imagine. <laughs> I could imagine Sean Sean's absolutely <laughs> loving this. Was that ITV though? Wasn't yeah, it? it was. Yeah, yeah. I tend to not watch ITV. Do you not? What is that? Because it's not for you. Religious. Religious, right? Yeah. Because yeah, <laughs> you know a lot of my family are Japanese. <laughs> so, uh, is it your, what is your channel of choice? Um, probably uh, Sky Atlantic. Really? Mm. What about oh, you? Mine is um, probably BBC. It's actually, probably Channel Four at the minute. Channel Four's got some good stuff. What? They've got that Grace and Perry documentary. Is really good I've at the got minute. Keeping that till the. Oh, I, yeah, what it's I really do worth is watching. like, yeah, I wait until the whole series is finished. Yeah. So I can splurge. Okay. I might watch Line of Duty later on. Got that in the back pocket. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> what what about you, Ramesh? Bear in mind. You've got vested interest. You know the, uh, <laughs> the, answer you know the six programmes on telly that you're not on? <laughs> which, which of them do you like? Um, I'm, I've actually been... Uh, I've been on Netflix mainly, really. I've been watching Daredevil. You watch that? I've, yeah, no. I, it's, I, I, I hate people to say this, but I'm not a bad fan of that genre anyway, but the second series was definitely not as good as the first series. I totally agree. I totally agree. Same with Peaky Blinders, actually. I think the third series is now getting that. good again. Do you know what I don't get about Daredevil, right? Is this is a it drama? Just, it's, you know, it's superhero, Daredevil. No, I don't So it's a Marvel superhero, but well, what they did was sort familiar. of reinvent it and give it that whole sort of Batman, oh, it's all actually a, no, yeah. it's a, a troubled man yeah. like, vibe to it, rather than... But is it only on vibe. Netflix or is it on a TV channel in no, America? No, it's, it's a Netflix original. Oh, OK, well, that makes sense, because it's one of the most brutally violent things it I've is, ever... It's sec- insane. The second season is just a Jesus, fest, man. Isn't I it? couldn't believe it. No. Nah. I couldn't believe how violent yeah, I don't it was. like no. stuff like that. Do you not? No. Like, if I want violence, I'll just go to a Hibs Rangers game. <laughs> you know, I want to keep, keep it real. Yeah, that's... Yeah, people, the way people were reacting was like, it was like, just dead bodies. I know, strewn I know. The pitch. There was a few people got punched in the head. Yeah. That's fine. You say that so casually. Yeah, yeah but that's part of it. That's part fine. of it, isn't it? I'm going to the AFC uh, Wimbledon playoff final at Wembley next week. And um, I'm hoping for a tear-up. I'm not even a fan. I'm just going to cause some trouble. <laughs> huh? Who are they playing? Plymouth Argyle, I believe. Oh, Plymouth, they've got a crew. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's going to be really weighted in AFC's favour. Yeah. Because AFC women are a lot of people's like, second team. Do you know what, story. Though, Do you know what's I weird about Palace that? Were. No, mate. No, not since Pardew took over. Um, Who's but, your... Are you Arsenal, Robert? Yeah. yeah. I do like Palace, though. But, but you know the... 
the thing that I've no- is MK Dons, they're gradually becoming acceptable, aren't they? Yeah. I can't believe well, they it. They seem acceptable now, but I think what's no. going to reignite everyone's hatred of them is if AFC get promoted. Yeah. Because then you've got, you yeah. see that ma- that match will be so weighted. With like- I was playing Milton Keynes years ago yeah. and asked, could I go to the game? And they gave such lovely hospitality at the MK Dons. <laughs> well, that makes up for it then, doesn't it? It does, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That makes up for the shameless move well, and the lack of care about the fans <laughs> and the history. I tell you what, I tell you what, they 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 hijack the history of the club. <laughs> well, I tell you what, they're very nice to Sean Hughes for an afternoon. And, <laughs> Do love his and sandwiches. <laughs> we so, all watched you know, your fine. ITV uh, science program beforehand. <laughs> it was great. It was a great day. But uh, I, because uh, I was touring when the uh, FA Cup final was on at Palace, yeah, so I ended yeah. up watching it in Froome. Okay. And I kind of scouted a few pubs to see which one was less scary. I mean, I it's a real classic this, uh, of a match. <laughs> always, always is with the Palace. <laughs> but, um, but amazingly, in Froome, went into this uh, hotel bar, Yeah, guy in there with a Palace shirt. Really? Yeah, That's so I had nice. a great old afternoon. He used to be a professional footballer as well. What was his name? I was for Bournemouth, you know. <laughs> he cruciate when he was uh, 19. I'm yeah. He runs his own pub now. <laughs> I met uh, Ozzy Ardilas and Ricky Veer the other night. What, where, 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 where? Yeah, they were together. It was, it was at a Tottenham thing. No, Nando's, wasn't it? <laughs> hey, Ricky, what Chaz are you doing here? Chaz and Dave, and I got more excited about that than bloody Aussie. I'm going for a Dave. Um, um, what? what was the no, Tottenham first Dave? What was the Tottenham thing? It was a, it was the Spurs podcast live. Right. So it was like live audience. They did the podcast. And on you stage. were on it? I did stand up after the first section of the podcast. Was it hard work? It was not as hard work as it looked, seeing as most of you weren't listening to the podcast. <laughs> they paid tickets to go and watch a live podcast and then just got pissed and oh, really? walked at the bar. And did you, have to, did you do a football set? I sort of did, yeah. I, 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 well, I started by sort of getting them in some sort of semblance of an audience by yeah. pointing out that they just talked through the first half an hour of a podcast. Yeah. And, and this is with realized, Ricky and Ozzy on the podcast. So they were on the final section. Right. So they were backstage. So I was hanging out backstage with them. I got oh, a cool. really good photo of me with them. And did yeah, you make a then, dick of yourself? Because I would have footballers. That's the people. That... I did, I, do you know what? I held it together. Did but... you go up to Ozzy and say, uh, hi Ozzy, you know, if I ever get nominated for something, I'm going to pull one of those I'm really angry faces. <laughs> <laughs> Just <laughs> I, I, was, I thought it was appropriate banter, right? Oh. <laughs> but Chaz from Chaz and Dave's a lovely man. He did a couple of songs as well after. Without Dave? Without Dave. I think Dave's retired, isn't he? So it's Chaz. It's just yeah, who's the, the well, I mean they're both very good music. Where do the har- where do the harmonies come from then? It's just him, mate. Just him and his piano. Yeah. He's Joanna. It's Joanna. <laughs> <laughs> but is he the one with the beard? He is the big guy with the beard. Yeah. Well, they both got. Beard. They both look exactly the same. It's just one no, looks one like quite he big. eats after midnight. Yeah, um, uh, I he's. I think his daughter used to stalk me a little bit. Really? And, like, obviously, I can understand people from London liking Chaz and Dave, and I have nothing against They're them. an amazing life band. I saw but, them at um, Jesus a Christ. Of years ago. I've seen Christ. the Pixies, Carl. What? So what? Chaz is one of the... You've asked anyone. Chaz is one is renowned as one of the great blues... Right, I'll tell you what. Uh, ...English blues musicians. He kept Are you being himself. serious? Absolutely serious. Do your, do your bloody reading, guys. All right, I'll tell amazing, you what. They're both amazing musicians, but he is an I'll incredibly talented... tell you what, Mr Donnelly, you can open up your Edinburgh show going on to Chaz. Yeah, I will. All right, we'll, we'll keep you to that, then. <laughs> right. Which one? Snooker Loopy? Uh, probably Ain't No Please. Oh, that, that, you, that blues classic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that bluesy that makes me cry so much. <laughs> no, but he was a special musician. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. In that case, I stand corrected. But yeah, obviously sorry. their music is not. I'm not saying their music is classic blues. So what? He does the blues at home, and then for the in rest studio, of us, he did it in studios with loads of great bands. Right. Before right. he's. But you said they're one of the best live bands. 
I, lo- I mean, as a lo- I loved it when I've seen yeah. it. One of the best live bands at the Tottenham do that night. <laughs> no, but I saw them at Union Chapel a couple of years ago. It was an absolute. That's when you were on the source. Right? I was shit faced. Yeah, 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 of course I was. Yeah. But so, when but, have you ever been to a music gig and been? But when did sober? so? What did you say to Ozzy and Ricky? Just did that whole sort of. Great just want to say I'm a massive fan of you know, growing up as you know, like heroes of mine, and then just got a photo. Do you think they, do you think that means anything to them anymore? I mean, I I imagine they hear it all the time. Like, do you reckon they appreciate it every time? It must be nice to hear. Although, obviously, I do, this has got a potty mouth, I will say. Did you bring up the Falklands with him? (laughs) 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 I'm on your side, mate, that's what I said. (laughs) I've always thought, just give it back. It was never England. What, what, what kind of shit was he saying? Was he being like? He was just like because when he did the podcast, but he was just like first thing, first question uh, they got asked uh, both of them was like because they're obviously you know from the same lovers area as Pochettino in the world, yeah. and they said like, what did you know about him before he came to Spurs? And obviously, I did this. Went fuck all like that. <laughs> <laughs> that was his opening line on the podcast. That's pretty funny. For, uh, but yeah. does he live in England now? Really you know? funny people. They do. Yes, yeah. so I think he's still involved in the club on a sort of. Was he? Yeah, hands up the fags at half time. Advisory level, I think he is. He hands up the fags at half time. Ricky Villa runs a burger stall outside. But d- um, wasn't Ozzy famous for? He was one of the smokers. I think they all were back then. Yeah. They? And happy with Arsenal season, Romish? Um, do you want rid of uh, Arsenal? I don't actually. No, no. I mean, I think he's got his faults, but I don't want rid of him. I'll probably get slaughtered for saying You're that. You're going to get ruined, mate. I know. And I'm basing it on the amount of time I spend on Arsenal forums. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my Arsenal and Liverpool forums. I spend, I'd you, say, 30% of my internet usage is on those two. Do you things. know what I think is, is... I do think... You know when Arsenal fans sort of lost their minds about pipping Tottenham to second, right? Yeah. I do think it is funny. But what I would say is, it's not like... Tottenham sort of dropped away after it was done, undone and dusted. Yeah. It's, not like, it's not like under pressure... In the run-in, well, you, were, we you beat... were top of the league at Christmas. Yeah, you exactly. Should have won the league. Exactly. And so, so anyone, any Arsenal fan who says Tottenham bottled it, yeah, is it doesn't totally make it doesn't make sense because yeah, because we we bottled it, and then in, when it when it was all done and dusted, then we beat you to second. But we only beat to second because there was nothing. We like everything yeah, had yeah. gone away. So I just think that it's um, you know, I don't think it's as, as an amazing achievement as a lot of Arsenal fans. Do you not are. think Arsenal Ringer has to shoulder the blame or some of the blame for what happened? Yeah, and I do. Because it's a repeated problem. Yeah, they've I changed th- players, but he seems to be the consistent yeah, I thing, think, and you keep doing it. Yeah, and I, I think, reckon if they take that big long coat off him, he'll leave anyway. Yeah, but I reckon he's two people, two midgets. But so, <laughs> who, if you could have a new manager, who would you have? I don't know. I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? Who would who would replace Arsene Wenger? But because it is on telly, so you could do it. <laughs> <laughs> I um. I like Arsene. I think he's. I think he's stubborn. I think he can't see his flaws. I think that when he first started at Arsenal, he had methods and techniques that are way, be, you know, way ahead the rest of the Premier League. But everyone's caught him up and yeah. overtaken yeah. him. And he, and he still, had and he still yeah, 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 true. Does he, that is sort of and, and he, he still sticks to, and, he, and he doesn't. He can't see his weaknesses. And I think Arsenal Football Club. Well, that's what Pat Rice was there for, and he's gone. I know. And he and he also Arsenal Football Club said, you know, he's got a job for life. He's unsackable. Blah blah blah. 
I think even if that's true, you don't say that. No. I mean, somebody's got to feel accountable for what they're doing, and I think that's it's almost giving him a like a, almost kind of a god complex where he just thinks he's he's always right in re- regardless of what empirical evidence is telling him. So I do think he's flawed, but I do think he has qualities as well. And so Rom is changing the subject. Now you're on tour at the moment, but like this has gone not so much like John Bishop, but like you were playing like clubs and stuff, and now you're playing quite big venues, aren't you? Well, bigger rooms than I was. Yeah. 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 But like thousand seaters and stuff. Uh, in the autumn, there's a couple. Yeah, I guess. And how is that like for you? Does that feel really different? Uh, yeah, it does feel different. I mean, I guess like um, it's just exciting to be on tour. Like you just sort of that's what you always that's your big aspiration, isn't it? To be a touring comic, and so to be doing that is very exciting. But also, it's really nerve wracking. You know, I have the same thing that we all do, which is I don't think I'm good. At, like you know, you just worry yeah. about being good enough. So. And I think that's the kind of most difficult thing about but, it all. But you don't, th- you shouldn't think of it like that because this is the first time they're really there to see you, which yeah. is a compliment, and yeah. it makes it a bit easier as well. Yeah, it does. I guess it does. Yeah, no, it would do. But it's just the fear of like maybe this, sh- you know, you sort of think it's a show good enough? Am I good enough? You know, like you sort of always have those worries, and then also like you know, like you said, they're coming out to see you. It's you know, you're their evening. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I think that is a pressure. Do you yeah, know what I mean? It's like, got to be more pressure, pressure, pressure. Yeah. No. If you're doing a club gig when there's four of you on, yeah. if you stink it up, the other three can yeah, exactly. <laughs> still save them people's <laughs> nights. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think, I, I, I think there's more pressure on yeah, you sort of got, when you, you could, do a tour show. Yeah. Or a, no. Edinburgh, in, in, in Edinburgh you've got that. They're actually delighted to see you, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but say, for example, if... It, you know, if 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 you if you don't have a good first ten minutes, there's nobody else. That it doesn't change. Like, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. they, they've got to deal with you for the entire night. Well, Whereas, I take it all the shows have gone well. Yeah, they've been going fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it's the odd thing as as well. Like because I'm like this is not having to go. I'm not repeating myself, but because you've done so many different types of TV, like most comics build up their audience organically, but a lot of them are coming. Oh, there's a guy from the telly, like you know. So yeah. they're not necessarily the kind of fan that you'd think would come to see you. But I'd say, and this is probably, this is a compliment, I think, with Romesh, like, what, you are very much on stage similar to how you are in real life and on any TV that you do. Yeah. I mean, you always just come across as yourself, so I think they wouldn't come and see a totally different person on stage. I think sometimes, yeah, yeah, when some people get famous off certain things Mm. and then people go and see him, they do stand-up and they're like, this guy's shit. (laughs) (laughs) He was funny on that thing, (laughs) but now he's just talking nonsense about himself, whereas I think you're consistent in... People will come with an idea of what you're like, and actually, that's what you're like. Yeah, but you're not—you're not a cynical on stage, though, are you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty much the same. Yeah, I think. Yeah. But do you do much interaction with the audience? Uh, yeah, a bit, a bit, a fair bit. And yeah. you're cynical during those bits as well. Yeah? Yes. Ga- yeah. I-, I was talking with Gary Delaney, right? Yeah. And because uh, I do talk to the audience a lot, and he said to me, "It's really weird." He says. Uh, because I'm just on the edge of being cruel to people. Yeah. And he says, I've never seen anyone but gay comics get away with what you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was his compliment to me. Wow. <laughs> didn't you... We did a gig in Portsmouth together, didn't we? Yeah. And I was on in the middle, I think, and then Sean was closing the gig. So I, the gig was fine, all right. <laughs> and then I leave. And then he, you text me... Oh, well, we t- we t- as I said, how was the gig? And he goes, well, I was supposed to do 20, but I ended up doing an hour because I was having so much fun, right? <laughs> and I thought it was just Sean, like, being a prick again. Like, this is, like, <laughs> just, that's just... 
and then read this write-up about Sean Hughes blew the roof off, ended up doing an hour-long set or whatever. Oh, and I was no. thinking, Jesus, what? I'm so glad I didn't stay to watch yeah. that. Because you know when you, you know when you, no, I mean I would have liked to watch you, Sean. No, but like, I'm, I'm hurt. But you know, you know when you do a gig and then the next person comes on an absolutely roof set. Yeah. Who the hell wants to watch that? Well, now? see, I, I had the I had the opposite on Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Um, there's no way this is too like comedy circuit sort of you know central people wouldn't understand but basically there was a chain of clubs now being taken over by another group you'll yeah. know it's right well yeah. you can name them it's all right. I know yeah, but people just it's, I mean there was a there was a group of jonglers clubs and they've split some of them are now called comedy loft and they're booked by somebody else whole idea is them to change them from being stag and hen do sort of locations to you know much more where, where we can going. express our yeah, art yeah yeah that yeah. sort of you know much more comedy savvy crowds they want to try and change it and I'd not done the other ones, the jonglers ones, for ages, and not for. It was a sort of you know I just didn't. I never. I was. I was never particularly good at you know a Saturday night stag night heavy. Yeah, but you're g- you're solid though. I'm solid, but I'm also a bit too self indulgent and long winded to hold their attention. They've got a t- short attention span. You yeah. know what I mean, naturally. So if I'm telling a ten minute story, normally what'll happen? I'll get a laugh. And in a minute later, when I get to the next punchline, they've forgotten what I'm talking about. So <laughs> yeah. it just makes no sense. So I'd start, and then so, I'd, so I agreed to do this one on a Saturday night in Watford that I'd not yeah. done it so long. And um, the middle act was a proper bulletproof you yeah. know, club comic. Mm. He went on, and like the first act had struggled a bit. Compare was not, yeah, you know, was struggling a bit. Middle act just roofed it. And I was like, oh, it's fine, actually. The energy is there. shouldn't be struggling. And I went on after the break. I, I laid an egg, mate. It was so bad. I was so bad. Like, it was just the worst. I, like, half the room just started, were talking uh, by, like, five minutes in. Half the room were just tuning in now and again. And I was just like, I was having a meltdown on stage. And were you, like, kind of just going, I need to get off here as quick as Absolutely, possible? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And there was no, there was no, there was, wasn't even the right atmosphere for me to deal with it. Like, it was yeah, just, yeah. I tried to deal with one group early on and it just, we got into a debate about double denim. And it's like, <laughs> it's just, I just had a meltdown. A I, meltdown. I, had, I had a similar thing where, like, I was, it was a charity gig for British Asian Trust, right? <laughs> and it was like a really, like, high profile, like, you know, loads of, it was like going to be like a big deal. So anyway, I went on to do the, like, they said, are oh, you going to do 20 minutes or whatever? I said, yeah, fine. And um, <laughs> I went on. And the night had been, like, absolutely... All I can hear from backstage is just people just going nuts for everything that's going on. <laughs> right? So... These are all other comics, yeah? No, no, there's no other com- There's one, I think, Nihal... He's not a comic, but Nihal was hosting and yeah. doing little gags and stuff, and it was all going well. And I was thinking, well, you know, he's doing gentle gags like I was presenting. I'm about to, I'm about to blow the roof off this bitch. And then, so I go on... And start doing stuff, and like I did, like a you know, you sort of do a settler, like you know, about the room or whatever, nothing. I think oh, I remember just cracking to material, right. just start doing material, just nothing, <laughs> just absolutely, like literally, <laughs> like I'm smashing this conversation more than I was the gig. I'm just dying, dying, dying. Uh-huh. Nihal's wife gets up and comes over, she's, tr- she's trying to be helpful because she just, like, I know her, she obviously felt so gutted that I was dying. She goes, Why don't you just do it round the, to the tables uh-huh. or whatever? Like, just uh-huh. And, like, and like, then they just start talking. Like, <laughs> people start getting up. And then I was just like, um, and I just I did it. I'd done about five, six minutes. It felt like I'd, I'd done three Edinburgh yeah. previews back to back. And I just went, I think this is, this is over. Um, did just, you go, I'm actually Japanese. I'm yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I just walked, I just left. And I was absolutely gutted. And then I, uh, they, they, they said to me, do you want to come back? Is that a fire alarm? Is that right? Yeah. Um, they said, they said uh, 
They said, and "Here's the news, Ramesh. Carl <laughs> and Sean died tragically." Today. <laughs> they said, the to last me, words were, "That's fine." <laughs> the the, the organiser said to me, "Do you want to watch the rest of the show?" And I said, "Absolutely not." No. So I went out to get my coat, and then there was a guy that was at the gig who, him and his mates, it was like Biff Tannen and his mates just started ripping the shit out of me oh. about how dreadful I was. Like, you were the entertainment. You were crap, weren't you? That, that went really bad. And I didn't even have the energy to defend oh. myself. I just but went, yeah. How that often went. does it take you to get over something like that, though? It takes longer than it should, I think. Like, it, it, I'm better than I was, but I'm not good. Like, And what about reviews? I try not to read them, but... Um, if it's a really bad one, yeah. Like, you do, you do end up seeing them, don't you? And that's if it's... the thing, like, you know, I don't go out looking for reviews at all, yeah. but now they end up on my Twitter account. Yeah, it's mad. Well, that's I... the worst. When somebody, when a review, it's quite rare. None of the actual more mature, you know, it's experienced reviewers will send them to you on Twitter, but I've had a couple yeah. of young ones in Edinburgh tweet, include me on the tweet about my review, this and I've second... told them off and sort of... Oh, did you? Yeah. I had a go at one, yeah, I and they, they got really... Well. Um, Defensive and like, well, you use them when they've got a good quote in. I was like, I won't. My yeah, yeah. agent will. Yeah, I, I saw you talking sent... to the wrong person. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not dragging up Paul quotes yeah. for the. I had one who sent one to my email on my website, <laughs> and uh, and I just went, oh, look, mate, just like you know, this isn't the done thing. Yeah, and it was really nice about it, like you know, and it was a decent review as well. Yeah. And uh, he says, hey, I just wanted you to up your game, and I went, oh, what? Like, yeah, if you're going to do like it for dick. one person. But I like because I got one on my Twitter the second night of this tour I just did Birmingham, yeah. and I just said it said Pete Furman, Jared Christmas, and Gary Delaney very good. Sean Hughes not in the same league. Ugh. And lovely. Should have said yeah, Champions League. <laughs> Thirty more dates. <laughs> it's no. horrible though. It's horrible. Yeah. I, I can get over them really quick. Seriously, I ruined that Saturday. Ruined my Sunday. No. I sent a really. Like I threw my toys out the pram. I sent a I sent a message to the promoter, just really going off on one. Yeah. And then, uh, but also it was partly me saying I'm not right for this. I, I don't want to ruin people's nights. Yeah. I don't want them to ruin my weekend. You just know it wasn't the right kind of crowd. I know, but still, I can't get that out of my stomach though, can I? But, that like, feeling. And then I went to do a gig on Sunday night where I was trying out new material, and it was up the creek, which is the Sunday night. There's always such a laugh. Yeah. And it just happened to be a weird night, and uh, and it was all going well, looked fine. It was it was a bit of a weird crowd. And the guy before me doing like an open spot just uh, did some stuff about disabled people that killed the room, had walkouts. There was a group, about 20% of the audience were a disabled group that were in. That's a lot. And he just killed the gig. And so when I went on Groupon's after the break... just gone too far, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah. But I went on after the break, and it was just hard. It was just another hard work gig, and I had two back-to-back. And so did that, that make your confidence one... go a little bit? Absolutely. When I went to... I, went, I did a preview oh, Carl, last you're night. you're great. Come on. No, I did a preview last night, and I showed up thinking, right, this goes bad. Um, yeah, because I gonna, reckon I'm going to go. I'm going to get a job. Yeah, if you if you have four back to back bad, then I, I'm four bad gigs in a row uh, away from absolutely. going back to teaching. Like, <laughs> okay, well, here's your application form for the school. <laughs> Listen, guys, thanks as ever. It's been a delightful. Good luck with the rest of the tour. Thank I take you. it people can get the dates on your website. Yes, so. they're on the website. Carl, yeah. you be in Edinburgh? Yeah, my show Badman Tings. <laughs> it's on at eight. Is it really called Badman Tings? Bad Tings. <laughs> 8.30 every night at the Pleasant's Courtyard. And are you looking forward to Edinburgh this yeah, year? Yeah, Batman Tings. Show's coming together. Will you do Edinburgh well. ever again, Ramesh? Yes, but not this year. Only if it's televised. <laughs> so uh, we've been ignoring uh, Dr. Philippe Boulanger. Now, so you were saying uh, with the red plate, there's various ways. Serving up meals on red plates or drinking from red cups cuts consumption by about 40%, yes? Yes, that's right. There was a study that was carried out in Germany and Swiss academics as well joined in. Brilliant. So listen, you've been listening to uh, Under the Radar. Thanks for Ramesh. Dr. Philippe and Carl. Uh, I've been Sean Hughes. Uh, go to see these guys live. 
ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hey guys, welcome to Giggly Squad, a place where we make fun of everything, but most importantly, ourselves. I'm Paige DeSorbo. I'm Hannah Burner. Welcome to the squad. Giggly Squad started on Summer House when we were giggling during an inappropriate time. But of course, we can't be managed. So we decided to start this podcast to continue giggling. We will make fun of pop culture news. We're watching. Fashion trends. Pep talks where we give advice. Mental health moments. And games and guests. Listen to Giggly Squad on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs>